Welcome to the VA Tourism Podcast. I'm Koji Bentham Williams. The VA Tourism Podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders from the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. In today's episode, Botswana's Minister of Environment and Tourism, Honorable Phil Danani Keren, tells me the Southern African nation is going to take a long time to recover from the joy and fulfillment because of how Botswana successfully delivered this year's Africa Tourism Leadership Forum. Speaking to the needs of youth and women, the minister believes events such as this will help provide opportunities for them to connect with capacity building partners. So good morning, uh, Honourable Minister, and again, thank you for hosting us. Uh, we've just come out of the, um, the fifth African Tourism Leadership Forum, and in my in my own estimation, I think it's is is the is not just the biggest, but also like they said, it was a watershed moment for for not just the events, but in Africa, and one of the best produced events from my uh, perspective. Now, f- for you as a minister and as a host, what were your impressions? I can summarize it in one sentence and say it's going to take us long to recover from the joy and the fulfillment because of how this event went. We have been building up, you know, events towards, you know, ATLF. We've done a couple of, you know, local sporting events in the Kalahari, in the Makatekadi. We have been hosting African Union Commission, different meetings, because we decided on our tourism recovery plan that we will prioritize MICE, will prioritize hosting of events. We are not saying we have the best facilities, we don't say we have the best capacities, but we decided that we can leverage on the potential or the good things that we have as a country to be able to host people our hospitality, our, our ability to just organize, and the different products and experience that we want to give during these events. ATLF, the fifth one that just ended, has just confirmed to us that one, we have the capacity. Two, we can lead the African continent in this direction because we included diverse activities within the event. The emerging tourist after COVID-19 wants more experience. The tourist wants to heal from the hard lockdowns. So they are not satisfied with just coming to camp, see wildlife, because we've been providing tourism around wildlife and, uh, you know, Okavango Delta and Chobe, but not much as to, you know, other life-fulfilling and healing and psychologically enriching, you know, activities. So MICE is actually helping us to, you know, to, to, to fulfill our, our, our delegates. They come as tourists. We provide for them like tourists. So this event has been very special, it has been very big, it's been epic. Our president attended, he supports tourism, he supports tourism diversification, citizen participation, he supports, you know, diverse offer, you know, especially within what our people love to do, which they can offer, like agro-tourism, like culture, like sports, like food and lifestyle. So we have seen ATLF number five, I'll call it number five, as the best of the events we've been hosting clearly demonstrating that we are set and we are capable. So it has been very good in terms of the deliberations, in terms of how we offered, how we received, how we kept our delegates and how we actually gave them more experience than just being in the conference room and talking. 
Great. Now, on that tourism uh, recovery where you mentioned mice, His Excellency, uh, you know, uh, uh, emphasized uh, on that. Can you give us a, a sneak peek into the whole plan of mice? The whole plan of mice for us, you know, is uh, first of all to look at tourism and mainstream it in every mice event. So that even when other ministries, when other stakeholders host their conferences, symposia, and you know other gatherings, we infuse the concept of tourism in it. So that is why we, as a ministry, prioritize the mice. The, the, the idea is that when we organize an event like we demonstrated with ATLF, we make sure that we open up opportunities for service providers, for those young people who have services. You know, that uh, company that did uh, displays and, you know, the technological set, the technology production. production, yes. They are young Botswana guys. They have employed young Botswana guys, and they have done a good job. Those young ladies who did the decor and set up, you know, so you make sure that you use miles to provide or, pro, you know, promote value chain around what is, this, you know, is needed in the event. So we are fulfilled when we are all also able to provide space for our SMMEs to come and sell their crafts, come and sell their, their souvenirs and come and connect with the market outside of this country. I guess it just tied in into your passion about youth and women and for SMEs. Do you have a specific program that you want to help them scale up aside of these things that which you are that was part of the bigger plan? Yes, actually the bigger plan and the immediate plan actually, you know, that we want to do is to provide opportunities for them to connect with capacity building potential you know, partners. Uh, we, we, we have capacity limitations. Our young people uh, need training, they need skills you know, in, in providing different you know, services within the sector. So uh, through the MICE, we make sure that we get it open for unemployed young people to come meet and connect and then we also are prioritizing you know setting up you know formal institutions and structures and systems for training so that we can also you know provide opportunities for learning by these young people and these young women you know for the first time we worked with a national geographic that is interest, interested in our vision and we are going to start a program where they will are going to absorb our unemployed young people who are into videography some of them have got some degrees they are not working some have small companies they are not growing some just have a passion and they don't know how to go about it so that they can connect them with what they do content building so we want to build capacity for young people and women and young girls of course you know in content building we want them to go around the country and collect all content about who you are, what we have, and all the landmarks and heritage, and collect stories and so forth. And then the uh, uh, clients or partners like National Geographic will then help them to get the content, you know, in terms of promoting the destination Botswana out there, you know, into the global space. In terms of the general recovery, as of the way we are now, are you uh, optimistic about the numbers uh, reaching the pre-pandemic levels? Yes, actually, um, I'm happy because, you know, in the recovery, how we want to uh, satisfy ourselves that we are on a recovery mode, we look at, you know, how our hotel industry is actually picking up in terms of arrivals, in terms of occupancy. And I must say that, you know, we are seeing a trend that is going up in terms of hotel, you know, occupancy. And for me, you know, we are doing mice so that you can promote hospitality and ensure that, you know, businesses that are providing, you know, you know, you know, hotel accommodation, food, transport, and it's growing in that direction. I just 
also a report that impressed me that we are we at about 12 percent of growth in the south, southern african region That's yeah, and the next is about four percent so it means that we are fast growing you know we are not get we are not yet there but we are, we are on that trajectory and i'm happy to say that you know it's actually working out and we 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 determined within ourselves that we will provide opportunities to demonstrate this growth Botswana has been known as a as a leader in sustainability, uh, environmental issues, uh, safari, you know, uh, etc. But where we were, to, what we were treated to in these three days, uh, tells me that you have strong potential, or perhaps you've not you've not uh, maximized your potential in in culture and heritage. Is it part of the new the, the, the paradigm that we are seeing? As your as your new product in the market, at of least course, in the yes. Market. You know, our tourism has always been anchored on wildlife experience, on the you know mainly the Okavango Delta experience, and the Chobe, you know, you know where we do the Chobe River boat cruises and so forth. And that has been just a limited package, although it worked for us because tourism has been the second revenue earner for the country. And uh, you know, during COVID nineteen, when we realized that you know our economic growth. You know, needs to anchor on, on on diversity, and also you know in our transformational government, we are talking about you know opening up more opportunities. So in that light, we decided that we are going to ensure that we we diversify and broaden the product base for tourism. What did we do first? The tourism policy. We revised our tourism policy of 1990, and then we made sure that we diversify in two ways: away from the Okavango Delta throughout the country, and identify those activities that can be of tourist interest. You know, around the country, it's heritage. You know, you go to the Kalahari, go to the you know Tuli Eastern Bloc, go to the south, and also make cities you know a destination. Secondly, diversify in terms of you know you know activities and products that you know people can experience. What do you do that? for let them come stay longer get more experience and leave more money you know yeah so we, we, we decided on that diversification and where, where, where we where we diversify into is culture because our culture is very rich you saw those cultural you saw groups and, you, and then the, and then the food you know and then and, and then just the experience mm-hmm. and then you know in the city what is it that you can do in the city you know so it has been working very well for us because you come here i'm sure that you are going back saying i love botswana I've seen Botswana, I've experienced. See your T-shirt. If lost, return to Botswana. You can still return for the same thing. So we realized that you know, in you know, expanding or diversifying into in, into culture is actually you know help, helping us to sell what is unique about us. Is the dress, is the music, is the language, is the food, and so forth. We have also diversified into agrotourism, uh, where we are now helping our farmers to utilize part of their farming land you know, to do tourism activities. So they give tourists some accommodation, very basic in the farm, even if it's just a camp. And they camp there in the night or after they do the tours around the city or go to their conference, they come there, the, 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 the farmer works with the community. Those traditional dancers, they will come to that farm, they will provide a traditional music, they provide traditional food, they make bonfires, sit around the bonfire, tell stories, tell African idioms and share about our country. And then in the morning they wake up, they get into the farm, they pick the oranges, if there's an orchard, or they pick the vegetables, and it's farm-to-table experience, and it's working very, very well for us. In addition to that, we have now started helping them to keep you know, wildlife in their farm. 
you know, so if the fund is accredited, you know, after being assessed, we can give them maybe some kudus or impalas so that people can come to that farm just to have an experience while they are producing food and helping us with food security. Without your beef, the president said you have the best beef in uh, in the world. Oh, yes, <laughs> you yes, know. Yeah. And but just on my last uh, point, which is which tends to be the elephant in the room, is being air access and then uh, in the visa uh, facilitation. You are very passionate. And, and, and the president was also you know, passionate in making the point. What are we going to see from uh, you know, Botswana you know, in terms of opening up and uh, ensuring that people, uh, the country is within distance, to, especially for Africans? Let me tell you, I have been traveling around Africa and I must say it's the most painful thing to experience. 24 hours from here to Senegal, sometimes via Doha, or sometimes via Dubai, you know, and uh, it has been a pain for us to, you know, think about, you know, connectivity and uh, see how best we can actually make it easier, you know, and, and seamless to travel between, you know, African countries. So from the first time when we engaged as Africa, talking about African tourism recovery, that was uh, during the African... Uh, Tourism Recovery Summit in Kenya, Nairobi, last year in July. That was one. That was the first event that we had as Africa to talk about how do we recover from COVID-19, and you know issues of air access, and you know started cropping up, and then you know we carried them through ITIC World Travel Markets and talked about Botswana as a hub of Southern Africa and as a link. You know, into the you know, you know, you know, potentially into the continent and out. We sit at the heart of Southern Africa, and to me, I agree with those who say we should be the core and the hub of air, you know, flights that can within two hours reach many destinations in this in the sub-region. If if you if you if you fly out of Botswana, you can go to Joburg one hour, one hour, two hours Cape Town, two hours you know Harare, two hours you know Lusaka, and it it should be easier. But you don't have that you know network because we also our airline is. We have to admit that we we have a, an airline that has not that capacity you know to do that. So we have been talking about that in the light of you know. Uh, establishing or looking for partnerships that can help Air Botswana to actually have traffic, you know, coming from Botswana and helping to open, you know, you know, you know, you know, um, um, trips that are easier into in, into the sub-region and then connecting the sub-region with the rest of the continent. So we are planning to have a, an investment forum that is going to help us actually deal with this. And I am informed that airlines like Fly Dubai, Emirates, Qatar, Qatar used to fly here, then they stopped during COVID. British Airways used to fly here. Now the interest has come back and there are other reasons that you know they, they used. I think, you know, going through South Africa has had some challenges, you know, and then people want something that is more easier, you know, and, and, and more convenient. So cutting down some time that people have to connect different places, we think that Botswana can be that hub. So we're looking for that those partnerships that can help, you know, the larger airlines that can connect the globe through Botswana. If they can land here through partnerships with Air Botswana and, and CAEB, the Civil Aviation Authority, then we are looking, I'm hoping that in a short time, uh, we will be able to have such agreements that can emanate from this. Now with this, with the Univisa, we have started as the sub-regional uh, uh, block 
the Kasani, the Kavangos and basic Kaza region which connects five countries of Namibia, Angola, Zimbabwe, Zambia and Botswana. You know, uh, uh, within this visa we want to facilitate ease of movement by using a uni visa that is at an advanced stage with the Minister of Immigration. And uh, I, I, I must admit that I'm going to push for that so that we have it. Now we are also talking about that within the region. So if we start from there, then we can talk about now how do you connect with the rest of the continent. So these are critical, you know, you know, you know issues. Uh, the elephant in the room must leave the room uh, so that uh, the tourists can come in. And what does it take? And you know, one of the sessions that you know the Ministry of Transport and Public Works joined was on air connectivity yes. just two days ago. And we are trying to unpack, you know, ways in which we can connect and collaborate, you know, around that. I think Botswana is ready. Our airports are okay. You know, our airport handling is okay. And uh, you know, we have got the capacity to do it. We've done it before with Qatar Airways, British Airways, and you know. Minister, thank you so much. I promise I was taking 10 minutes now. It's, it's, it's five minutes more. And again, uh, on a lighter side, if you're not running around with the things they're doing for your country and uh, you know the African continent, what do you take to unwind? Because I saw, I saw your skills also in terms of dancing as well, you know, on stage. And what yeah. do you do to unwind? If you, I, I I I don't think I have even the time to unwind. <laughs> I try to get some some rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spend some time with my children. I'm a single mother of three. My son is at our farm close by, so I go to the farm during weekends. So I take a few friends, one or two, and then we go. We roast, and then we can make the bonfire. Sometimes we slaughter, you know, a goat, and then we, we, we cook the goat head like last weekend, <laughs> and then we just we relax. I walk about the farm, and that helps me a lot. But otherwise, you know, I also uh, connect, you know, my soul with my family in the church. Uh, I go to church, and I also unwind by also helping others unwind by soul solving problems i am a counselor and a life coach so i have people who come for counseling you know they want to do a business they want to do tourism they don't know how i just counsel and, and coach and give direction and inspiration i also get invited into i mean to address conferences especially women conferences you know so i speak to women a lot i speak to young people a lot young women and i'm now dealing with mental health issues just to try and help People. you can be happy no matter what's happening around you so sometimes you see me on the podium and I'm talking like this woman has it has everything you don't know that I was crying before I left the office or my home so I try to get everybody in the good spirit so that yeah. Yeah, so that's what I do and then you know in church sometimes I can give some motivational messages and something like that. but I don't go out much in, in, in 30 seconds why should anyone choose Botswana choose Botswana one Botswana is a very safe place to be. You have never heard of any incident, not even a lost baggage, right? (laughs) (laughs) We are a safe destination because the rule of law here in Botswana. That's why we recognize the Botswana police services. They're always there. And they're not not there, there because there's an event or what. We are just you know, out to make sure that people who come here live with a good report that they were safe. 
Secondly, we have very hospitable people, loving people. I went to some tourist uh, operations. I was just checking them around, and I, I meet tourists, and I talk to them, what have you liked? There's one thing that came across from all of them, from Chobe, from the Delta, from Mawung, from, from Tuli Block. They say to me, you think we have these nice mountains and you know all these scenic views and stuff like that. Please know that we have got one other big resource, is the people. Because you will be well received. They will dance with you. They will sing for you. They will give you good food and they will take care of you. So we are very hospitable. We are very loving and welcoming. And then also we have got opportunities for investment. If you like, if you explore, then you can see that this is a place that you can thrive. Because we have got business facilitation. We have got incentives for, for investors and so forth. But above all, we are a beautiful place and a people. Thank you, Aramisa. Thank you. Well...